0: Welcome into another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. And he is Tony Pike, the real quarterback of Redding High School, UC, and Carolina Panthers fame. We broadcast live from the James Rapine Memorial Studios. I was asked to get James on again this week, but I I felt bad. It would have been a bad week for James. His guy, John Ross, struggled. Lamar Jackson uh, struggled a little bit, although he he brought him back. And Baker Mayfield, his guy, was really brutal. How do you... How do you have four chances
1: to win a game and Odell Beckham didn't get one look?
0: How about run the ball once, too? Yeah. yeah. Well, well they did on that fourth and nine when they ran that draw. <laughs> what are you doing? Buy a play call. Buy play doing? call. Freddie Kitchens. Doing? Oh, my. We'll get to some NFL, as we always do. We'll get to some college football. And uh, we start with high school football, though. As we roll along, this in Ohio will be the first week of the Harbin ratings that come out. And... If you go to the website, and it's one of my favorites for high school football. I'm sure those of you that listen are high school fans. You go to it as well, JoeIdle.com. Um, he does a great job with his scoreboard every every week. Uh, he's got all the scores from around the state, and then scores from out of state that affect in-state teams from a Harbin perspective. Um, but he also basically has the Harbins to a T. They're not the official ratings. Uh, but they are basically the official ratings. The official ratings will come out today. So we're going to run through them and, and kind of talk on where some of these teams are. We'll start in, in, in Ohio Division One. It's Region IV. Um, and as today, here's and the top eight teams make the playoffs. St. Xavier is one. Fairfield is two. Lakota West is three. Sycamore, four. Elder, five. Walnut Hills is sixth. Lakota East, seven. Coleraine, eight. And I'll just round out a top ten where Lebanon is 9 and Princeton, which we broadcast their games here on ESP Media. I do them. I'll be doing them this Friday when they play a big game, apparently now, at Lakota East uh, to try to get some secondary points. Princeton is is 10. A couple of surprises for me. Obviously, Lakota West off to a really good start at 3-1 and one with Tom yeah. Bolden. Um, they lost their opener to LaSalle. We kind of went, oh, no. And I think now we're seeing, and we'll get to LaSalle a little bit more in a minute, we're seeing LaSalle's pretty darn good. Yes. And Lakota West has, has turned things around. Wait, if he gets into the playoffs in, in year one and maybe wins a game or so, that's a good uh, yeah, it's that, a good
1: start. That's a that's a huge start, uh, for where for this Lakota West team has been. And look, uh I think they've underachieved in the past a little bit, but one thing you're not gonna argue with Lakota West, you're gonna have dudes. Yes. You're gonna have guys that are gonna play at the next level and you're gonna have a, a large pool to pull from and, and that's what they've done thus far. And I think whenever you have a new coach, it's gonna take a little bit of time to kind of get everyone going in the same direction because for a long time there at Lakota West has been done a certain way, and that way has changed. Uh, but as, as many new coaches will tell you, when, when, when you can win early with a new coaching staff, it gets those players to buy in a heck of a lot easier than if you're 0-3, 0-4, right. and, and started, okay, what are, we, what are we buying into this guy? We haven't won a game yet.
0: And, and the pedigree of Tom Bolden, right? And right. the things and the success he had as, as a head coach at Colerain. I think you go, oh, yep. yeah, and look, he had dudes at Colerain. Nobody's going to tell you he didn't. You're not going to win, folks. Listen to me. I think I'm a really good basketball coach. I ain't winning if I don't have dudes. I, I can probably win a handful more than most, but look, you- you've got to have guys to win games yep. in any sport. And and that seems to be the feel of, of Lakota West is he's going to maximize the-, the talent pool, and-, and he's certainly off to a good start in that regard. All right, St. Xavier has ascended to number 1, and it's no surprise. Their wins have come over a Brownsburg-Indiana team, which is is technically a Division One team in Indiana. Mm-hmm. They've got three wins. A win over Coleraine, which continued that GMC yep. winning streak over Princeton last Friday. It's now at 77 straight games, and they've won 138 of, of their last 139 Greater Miami Conference games. The only blip a 2008 loss to Middletown 42-39. So Colrain, a good win for them. Uh Penn team from Indiana, their division one equation. They only have two wins, but it's nice second level. And then the win over a really good Indianapolis Cathedral yeah. team, man. They came down here and, and thumped molar, played toe-to-toe in overtime with Elder, played toe to toe with X. I think it shows I'm not a big comparative score guy because you yeah. never know in high school football what you're getting from week to week. Yep. And one key injury can skew things. But I think it does show X and Elder are probably that close, and right now X gets the nod because X is still taking care of business sitting at, at 4-0. Uh, I know you were impressed with them when you saw them against Colerain. It, it just it, it just feels like that they they have hung their hat on winning with defense and yep. just kind of hanging around, and now they almost say, You're not gonna stop us offensively. Right. And and I mean Colrain, I, I saw them in person Friday. They're not the dominant Col Rain defenses they're we've seen, defense, best, but they're really good. Yep. I mean, they tackle like I the thing about X's, the X's in the Colerains that, that impresses me, a lot of high school kids don't tackle. It just it, These dudes tackle. I mean, when they're on you in space, you're going yep. to the ground. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a great defense, but I think it's a really, really, really good Colerain defense. And they put 21 up on yep. them in a half.
1: And and for for X, it's not a great, like one of their best defenses, but they're still a really enough, solid right? defense. Uh, but their offense, and, and this is behind Matthew reevey who's putting up unbelievable numbers right now, uh, and it's, it's behind offensive coordinator Coverdale. Yeah. I mean, he is look, and we've talked about this before when, before the season you lose the top tackle in the country, you're not just going to get someone to fill his shoes and dominate right away. So
0: he hasn't played great though. For Princeton, No, I would that, that is
1: correct. But they do, they, they do deeper drops. Uh, they change up their drop depth. Every play, they do a lot of rollouts and their rollouts are at different levels. Sometimes they roll out at 10 yards. Sometimes he's rolling out at seven yards. I mean, it's, it's so the, the intricacies of his offense and that scheme, uh, it, it's very quarterback friendly. And, and I told, uh, I worked obviously a lot with, with Chase Wolf. I I text Chase Wolf a couple weeks ago. I said you guys, I think you guys would have won a second state title with with the way this offense is clicking right now. Just because it's it's so far ahead of what you see in high school right. offensive schemes. I mean, there's there's a handful of coaches in Ohio that you can think of where offensively they just get it. Obviously Elder gets it. And that comes from a head coach that played college football. Uh, When you have a guy in in Coverdale at St. X, uh, he prepares and he runs this like a college offense. So basically, hey, you need all the knowledge in the world on how to read defenses. And if you can do that, then we're going to change our game plan week to week based off what that defense we play does really well. I'm interested to see this week because it's such a it's always a, a tough game between these two teams. And as bad as Mueller's been offensively – Yeah, and they've got – got, for the right they've got Mueller this week. Yeah, way. and as bad as Mueller's been offensively, their defense hasn't been terrible in a lot of games. They just haven't – they've been on the field a ton. Yeah, and, and the offense has turned, turned the, the ball, ball over. over. Yeah. Uh, so that that's very different. I, and I'm interested to see a Mueller defense in a in a GCL game if they can show up in Nippert Stadium because they – Mueller played elder at Nippert last year and, and won a game that they probably shouldn't have right. won. right well on their way to a, a GCL championship. So this, I'm, I'm
0: interested this, to see this. This just feels like, for Moeller, it's it's going to lose out. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about the team from Canada. They're 0-2, and there's talk that they might not even play that game. I mean, here, here's what, here's what Moeller, for the record, the only win is over Lexington and Lafayette, which is an 0-5 football team. Beat them 68-7. to They've been shut out their other three games. And, and you look at the competition level, and it's, it, I mean, it's Cathedral, which yep. is really good. But Cathedral also gave up 30-plus points to X gave up 30-plus points to Elder, and Moeller doesn't score. They didn't score against Louisville Trinity. Again, Trinity's a good football program, arguably the best in Kentucky. And they didn't score against Winton Woods, which is arguably the best Division two team. I know LaSalle's got something to say about that. Turpin may have something to mm-hmm. say about that, but arguably. But here's what they got left. X, LaSalle in their defense, which has yes. been great. Elder, St. Ignatius, and St. Edward, which just beat LaSalle. Right. Wow. Yeah, right. beat, beat Elder. I mean, I'm sorry, you beat Elder. Excuse yep. me. Yeah, thank you. Um. Wow. Yep. Good, good luck. Good luck. And that that's the thing, like at, at Mo, like,
1: and, and it, here's what I find really interesting. The the high school landscape is changing a lot. There we're we're seeing and I know it's it's hasn't played out yet this year, but this year we talked about Fairfield's up there, Col yeah. up there, yeah. Princeton's up there. Now you got Bolton at Lakota West is gonna be up there. The G C L is always spread out for so many time, years growing up. All I heard about was molar is at the top. Well, dude,
0: dude, growing up, I looked up, and I lived in Kentucky, and I looked up right. Moeller. I mean, we we lost guys in Northern Kentucky to Moeller,
1: right? And and that's why it's a very interesting time for Moeller because the window to still be Moeller is smaller than it ever has been. Yep. Like you can't have these years and, and expect to just keep bouncing back because you have Moeller across your chest. Because well, Elders now put it together, St. X's put it together, Colerain's put it together, all these other teams, and that's now right. you got teams that are scratched at Wenton Woods. Uh, Princeton, Sycamore, Fairfield, Sycamore, where, Sycamore, I mean that Sycamore Kid Dakota West. Think yeah. About,
0: think about that Sycamore kid. The Sycamore kid has a choice sometimes of molar or staying at Sycamore, right. right? Yep. We we're starting to see this landscape
1: change. And if you're molar, it's really important. I know you're playing a lot of young guys this year. yeah. yeah. To
0: to write this ship and, and get back to molar football. All right, uh, another team in the GCL to talk about is Elder. They got off to the 3-0 and start, and and they still continue to do great things offensively. Yeah. They lost 42-25 to St. Ed's. And look, losing to St. Ed's is no shame. It's one of the, if you want to talk top five programs in the state of Ohio, they are in that conversation for sure, maybe even top three. So that's no shame. But I guess the thing that, that would be a little bit alarming is – You've gone now three straight weeks of giving up 31, 54 and 42. Yeah. And look, the competition— And you won two of those. And you did win two of those. One was 60 to 54. The the question coming in was this defense, is it big enough? Is it is right. it is it good enough to match the offense? And maybe it still is moving forward, but I got to think you got to be a little alarmed if you're Doug Ramsey that your defense is just really getting getting pushed around each and every week. Yeah, you you got to find something Uh, Quick because look at this. Is because hey, their schedule here's their schedule to to, to finish things out. They've got Ryle this week from Northern Kentucky, Yep, they'll handle them uh, for sure. But then they've got X Moeller, Winton Woods, uh, a different team from Canada that Moeller's got, and LaSalle to end the year. So it it doesn't get easier
1: for them, yeah. They that's going to be a situation you hope if you're Elder against Ryle this week, you start to get some confidence back on defense. Uh, And it really the way Elder wants to play this year. It starts to play a little bit like what we've seen with Coleraine in the past. Elder wants to be a run-first team this year. They want to wear you down with that offensive line and that running game and open up the play-action pass. Well, guess what happens if your defense is bad and all of a sudden you're down two or three scores? Really not much time in high school right. football to run the ball right. consistently like you want to. And when you can't run the ball consistently, you don't set those teams up to wear them down in the third and fourth quarter. You kind of let them off the hook because you've got to pass more. And I'm not saying Elder can't pass to win. Right. Uh, but Elder wants to run the ball and, and punch you in the face. And when the defense is giving up points that quickly and not often, it, it's very hard to keep running the ball like that. Yes, indeed.
0: Uh, let's go to Division Two, Region Eight. Uh, here are the, 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 the area teams because this is a mixed area. You've got some, some teams in central Ohio in the Columbus area that are, that are mixed in. But Turpin. Is yep. number two in Harbins this week, or will be? Uh, again, the official release will be uh, on Tuesday night. We're doing this on Tuesday morning. Lasalle is three. Wynton Woods is four. Harrison off to a really nice start, three and one. Uh, they sit at number five. And Talawanda with Larry Cox, how about that? They sit at number eight, so they would be in the playoffs. Anderson just on the outside of that, looking in. Let's start with the main three though. In the middle, uh, Turpin off to that great start, and and they've they've handled they've taken care of business. Uh, they beat Lakota East, which yes. is the division. It's the only loss Lakota East has, and beat them by a couple touchdowns. Beat Northwest, which is winless. Beat West Claremont, which is winless. But beat them by five touchdowns to so the differential it should be. Beat a Troy team in Division II that is three and 3-1. The only loss, 62-13 to Turpin. This feels like it is LaSalle and Winton Woods. But maybe Turpin on a right night in the playoffs can get a win. And maybe you get lucky and you don't have to beat both. You just got to yeah, beat one. beat one of them.
1: And, and if things play out the way they have. Look, Turpin is... They've, they've checked every box and they've kind of done it flying under the radar. Yes, because we've talked about LaSalle's defense. We and, talked and I didn't, about not I,
0: I, look they, they had not punted in the first three games, and yeah. I did not look that's, to see if they punted last week. That's so. a decent stat. That's a pretty good stat. Could yeah. be a
1: secret weapon we don't even know about yeah. yet. Their punter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's. He, we don't know how where he can
1: kick it. No, that. I mean, even the four you mentioned, Harrison with Connor Kinetic quarterback. Yeah, has done really well. Done great. They've had a, they've had a, a they're close, they're, close they're lo- loss to the East Central that, in, overtime, in overtime. That's only loss. Yep. Uh, so they've they've won games with defense. They've won games with offense. We all know about Wenton Woods offensively with Mayan Williams and what they I'll tell you what, though, the,
0: the thing that sticks out to me, and again, the the last three wins are not the, – the, the teams are not record-wise good. West Claremont, Upper Arlington, Moeller. Yeah. But here was the scores. 49 nothing, 30-7, 30. They dominated all three. And, oh, by the way, their opening win, yet yeah, was over the Division 3 Trotwood-Madison. But right. they're a great program. That's their only loss, and they beat them 36-7. Yeah, to They that. are killing people. This
1: isn't like college football where you schedule teams. Hoping, you schedule those guys. I mean, you schedule Mueller thinking they're going to be Muller. Correct. Well, they I mean, schedule
0: all the GCLs because right. no, nobody wants not The thing for them, they're not in a conference. They're, right. they're one of the few teams in the state, or at least in this area, that, that are non-conference. So they're trying to schedule everybody. And, obviously, the GCLs for them, it's a quality game for them because a it's a quality opponent yes it's a division 2 opponent but it's a division 2 opponent that at least is going to go you know 7 and 3 8 and 2 so you're going to get some decent second level points um, so i think it, and they and they need games so i think it's good for both but uh man, they are just they're killing people. And the same for LaSalle. I mean, LaSalle got that win over Lakota West, which we just talked about a moment ago. Correct. Beat them handily 31-7. Mason is down this year, beat them 31 to nothing. I don't know anything about the team from Massachusetts they beat, but beat them handily 38-16 and beat an overmatch Dunbar thirty seven seven. I think the jury is probably more out on them to me than yeah. Winton Woods is just because quality of competition. But it's not like they're eking out these wins against comp- right. quality competition. Their defense is dominating. I guess the question is, do they have enough offense moving forward when you face a Winton Woods? Well, I, th- I think that that's what makes a matchup like that so exciting to see, and
1: that's what make a, a matchup against an Elder and, and saying that. I mean, all those teams that can put up points. That's where the, the true test for LaSalle is going to come. But until then, you got to you got to take the eye test and what you've seen, and, and they've they've again. Like Woods, like Turpin, they've checked every box yeah, at this point. Right. It's not right. their fault that other teams have struggled. They've done what they
0: needed to do. They come in, they dominate, they get a win, and they move on. Yep. All right, quickly, let's check Division Three, Region Twelve, where Franklin, uh, at least the local team, Franklin is third. Hamilton Baden is fifth. Ross checks in at seventh. Ross just came off uh, its first loss of the season and lost to that Harrison team we talked about a moment ago, 48-10, to 10, which I think says more about Harrison mm-hmm. than it does about Ross in a negative way. And Mount Healthy, which always schedules very tough, uh, they sit at number 8. Uh, and, and Mount Healthy, the Boy, rest. Mount
1: Healthy is a scary one because they gave Wyoming all they can handle. And, and
0: just beat Division Two, Little Miami, 36 yeah. 35 in overtime. And yes, yep. they lost to Wyoming the week before 10 to 7. They've got uh, Ross this week, huge game for both there and they still have down the road a chance to pick up some points against Talawanda, Division Two, which is 4-0, and they still play Harrison yep. next to last game of the season. So Mount Healthy got in the playoffs last year at 5-5, five and, five, and it feels like if they can get a couple of those wins yep. along the way, Another opportunity. probably get in again at 5-5, five and, five. and honestly, looking at their schedule, probably will finish at 6-4 and, and, and be in, in decent shape. In Division Four, Region 16, Wyoming sits number 1. They're still undefeated. McNick. Sits at number three, three and one. Indian Hill, which lost, I believe, the opener of the season, has won all three since. Who they beat this week? Uh, I'm not sure who. they Oh, they beat the Deer Park. That's right. Deer Park beat them. Oh, that was a, Deer
1: Park was undefeated as Deer well. Deer Park
0: was undefeated. Beat them yeah. Sally uh, Indian Hill is number five. Bethel Tate is number six, and uh, Clinton Massey is number eight. I I would suspect Clinton Massey will will quite honestly. I think they've got a schedule that would have them probably run the t- well. They got Bishop Hartley this week. If they Let's say they lose that game. They've got Goshen, Western Brown, Batavia, New Richmond, Wilmington. I would say if if Clinton Massey goes five and one, not only will they make the playoffs, they'll move up that that ladder. So a team that's made some good playoff runs here the last couple years.
1: After getting over the hurdle this week, this to me was Wyoming's last hurdle. They clear the hurdle of Redding. Uh, Yeah, and I I think Wyoming runs the table.
0: And I I was stunned that they cleared that because that's always been a roadblock for them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh wait a minute! I'm looking fifty five to six can't be the right score, can it? No, there's got to be a typo. Is that from Joe Idol, Get is. it together, Joe. It well, you, you say that, though, and I think you're right, but they've got undefeated Marymont, which yeah. we're going to talk about in a second, undefeated Madeira, and then Deer Park, Finneytown, Taylor, and Indian Hill still the last the Indian game. Hill game. Indian Hill the last game. So we'll, 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 I, I think you're right in what you're saying about yeah. the last hurdle being ready. I mean, it always is. It's a big hurdle for everybody. Yes. Wyoming, Wyoming was interesting
1: to me because I thought they would just roll through everything. That Mount Healthy game, I think that was a little bit of a realization that they don't have as much firepower in the skill position as they did last year. Yeah, they but at still the same have, time, they still, they still have, have Evan dude. Prater.
0: Yeah, Evan Prater, and that defense. Yeah. I mean, you know, they the, the defense held Mount Healthy to seven points to get them to win the game. In Division Five, Region Twenty, Mary, uh, Madeira is number one there. Marymont two, Taft is number four. CHCA is five. Summit Country Day is seven. I've actually got them on a TV game in a, in a couple of uh, weeks on October the twelfth, and I think who do they play that night? They play. Norwood that night. The wood, the wood, and the wood is uh, the wood is windless. So Summit should be able to continue rolling along there. In Division Six, Region Twenty Four, and again, this is kind of a mixed bag. There's not a lot of Cincinnati area teams. Uh, Deer Park is sitting at number uh, number seven in the Harbins, and they are the only local team in that group. And then we go to Division Seven, Region Twenty Eight, and again, there's not a lot of local teams. A lot of uh, mixed bag, but New Miami sits at number one. New Miami actually. Uh, was ranked in the AP poll this week in Division Seven. They were ranked number 10th, so pretty nice for New Miami. Uh, and Lachlan is knocking on the door. Oh, Cincinnati College Prep is number three, and Lachlan's knocking on the door at number nine. Uh, over in Northern Kentucky, Covington Catholic continues to roll along. They got Beachwood uh, this past week 49 to, to three. Uh, but as you look at, at the Covcath schedule and uh, it, it'll start to ramp up in, in a significant fashion, Covcath still has. They've got Cooper this week. I think that's a clear win. Boone County's a clear win. But then they finish out with LaSalle, Highlands, and Connor. And I think they are better than Connor, but I think Connor's good enough to at least challenge them for a period of time. And again, that would be coming off the LaSalle game and the Highlands game. Right. Um, I think this team is good enough to run the table. They continue to dominate. They've not given up a touchdown to any Northern Kentucky team. The only team of the four that they've played, they played Lexington Catholic out of Northern Kentucky. But the only team of the four that Scored points was Beachwood got a field goal on him, so they have dominated more right. the Kentucky competition at this point. and And certainly, as Lydie I think a they legit continue team. that going forward, I do too. All right, when we continue, we will talk some uh, NFL football.
1: I gotta, I gotta shout out to my, my, my yes. guy, Paul Kramer from Newcastle. He's my guy, he played AU basketball hey, for me. Did you see his first half? I heard he
0: threw five touchdowns in 10 the first for half. 11, five touchdowns,
1: 284, and five touchdowns That's in awesome. the first half. I,
0: I'm glad you gave that shout glad out because he is my guy as well. Congratulations to Paul Kramer and Newcastle yes, he probably threw one to another one of my guys, Caleb Jefferson. See, see, got a couple, couple of my guys. See, you got guys spread out all over. Yep. I only got a handful of my guys. Yeah, you you stick to that
1: Ken, so, Kentucky area yeah,
0: exactly. Those are my guys. All right, when we continue, we'll talk some NFL football, including the latest Bengals debacle, and much, oh, much more. Okay, it's the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tony Pike. We broadcast live from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. Truly
1: the the James Rapine Memorial Studio after the loss he took
0: in many facets this weekend. The Big L. We'll be back. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action. Getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback. And the quarterback whisperer now. Tony Pike. Tell yes. people what you do as the quarterback whisperer. Uh, we do a little bit of everything. Since cool. QB
1: Academy, we, uh, we work on uh, the physical side. Uh, we work on recovery. Uh, we do, do you work the on mental them, side. Yeah,
0: do you work on them like working on signing autographs?
1: No, we haven't got into that yet. Okay. Now, we will do a, like a, a program for seniors going into college and maybe college going into the NFL right. once we really start producing a lot of the NFL talent around here. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's a course that comes later on. Uh, and that's a, that, there's a science to it.
0: And there's a course on not texting threats to women, too. Is that yes. part of the course as well? Yes, okay. especially
1: when you're already being investigated for stuff like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, right, let, let, I'm going to start there. We'll get What's to you the doing? Bengals here in a second. It's our NFL segment. We just talked high school football. Next segment, we'll talk some college football because we break this into three segments. And this is the NFL segment. Let's start with Antonio Brown. I guess, what do you make of 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 his nuttiness, for lack of a better term? I, it felt orchestrated to get to New England, right? Yep. At, at, and then, So then what happens from there? At
1: this point, you honestly just start to worry about him as a person. I agree because, with you. Sincerely agree I, with I you. I think a lot of people, they run with this and they, they want to make fun of him and they want to do all this. But at this point, when you look at where this guy has come in a short period of time, I mean, he was, he was set to make $30 million guaranteed. Yeah. If he doesn't get the nine mil guaranteed from New England, he's going to go from $30 million guaranteed to, I think, $115 or somewhere around those numbers. Yes. I mean, so it that's that's a significant drop off and I know he's made money in his career. Doesn't uh, mean he saved money. But it's not but it's not just that. He's lost endorsements, yes. he's lost uh over thirty million dollars. You
0: likely lost the chance to play the game right. again.
1: Right. Because mentally he just he he can't piece it together and he doesn't know when to
0: stop, he doesn't know when to even I, I'm I'm not gonna say this lightly. Do you wonder if he doesn't have some brain dysfunction Yeah, I th- no. It. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I'm not I saying honestly that it, No,
1: I honestly think it is to that point. I mean, l- you look at, take the Raiders, for example, who built $30 million guaranteed into him, mm-hmm. and then they sat by while he had the helmet fiasco for two weeks. And then they said, come on back. We we still welcome you. He misses a mandatory meeting, which if anyone did on that team, you get fined for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, didn't like it. That well, translates- he did get fined
0: in the letter, so right. that's, that was kind of one of the straws that started to right. start this whole process. That translates to...
1: The fiasco there, that translates to the New England fiasco. And now, you know, going out and calling out Robert Kraft and calling out Ben Roethlisberger and Shannon Sharp and all this stuff, the guy just doesn't know when to stop and he doesn't know when to pull back. And now the problem with all this is that he turns this, everything that happens he turns into being someone else's fault. Yes. Now it's the NFLPA's fault. Yes. Now it was, it was Roethlisberger. It was, it was these guys' fault. Not one time has he just said, hey, it's my fault. I gotta be better. And and I think if, if that was the case in New England and he said, Look, I've made mistakes, I've had stuff happen, I'm just looking to get past it, I think that's handled differently than sending text and to continue to run your mouth in situations where it, it like he hasn't learned. And when you when when you lose thirty million and it still doesn't hit you, then you have to start wondering if something is is wrong
0: with his head now? The XFL, which is the new upstart Vince McMahon league, has said we're not taking you. Yeah, um, which I found interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I really did. He'd seem to be he'd be a be, cornerstone. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I Pete when he when he left Oakland, I had a couple of buddies that said nobody's gonna pick him up, but I even said New England's gonna pick him up. That's what New England does. They're yep. they're great at that, and they're great at the reclamation project of it. Josh Gordon's still playing there. Yeah. Um, I can't see a scenario an NFL team takes him again. I can't. No. Nope. Can you? No,
1: at, at this point, no. I mean, I feel like he's burned pretty much every bridge, and it, it's going to become a, more of a circus for a team that brings him in. And and it, it from a from a guy which th- – this is the hard part. When he plays, he's a top three receiver in the NFL. No question. Without a doubt. Even if you could just get him on the field. Yes. But you, you can't take the risk of what he's going to create around that team and around that locker room and, and everything that comes along with it. So – I don't think he does. I, I know he, he's now enrolled back at Central Michigan, so good luck with that. I don't know what the next step of a career is for Antonio Brown because it's not like these CBSs are going to be calling no. him to come and talk about games. I mean, he's he's burned so many bridges in a short amount of time
0: that it's going to be interesting where his career would go from from here. Yep. All right, let's move on to the uh, the Bengals. 0-3 uh, now. Um, two... Two losses that uh they were in both games, had a chance to win, both had leads late oh, in both.
1: You sound like a you sound like one of these
0: glass half full guys. Well, we only lost by a couple points. Well, the three teams they've lost to are eight and one. Oh, okay. So there is, okay. there, there, is there is that. So if you want to go glass half full. But the flip side is they are 0 and three, and you put that on top of one and seven to end last year. And yeah, I know there were some injuries, but there was also a core of those guys, a good core of those guys. Mm-hmm. That, that are part of this 0-3 start. At some point, you have to simply pull the curtain back and go, look, this is we're now in the rebuilding process, and, yes. and, you, and you've got to start to embrace it. Maybe you give this another week or two before you start thinking in those terms. And I don't even know what those terms really mean, because it's not like you're calling guys up from the minors. I know people can can thump for the quarterback change. That's not going to happen until very late in the season, if it happens at all. It's just yep. not going to. I'm just going to point blank tell you. And he is. If you're going to list the laundry list of issues on this team, Andy Dalton is about list number 15 to 18 mm-hmm. on the list. I, look, he made a bad throw at the end of the game. I think you would concur with that. It was yes. a throw a guy a veteran's got to make.
1: Yeah, it's a sl- it's an end breaking route. It's got to be made. And, and,
0: and again, I was I was sitting in the end zone. That's where our press box view was. The window was there. It's yep. a throw that's got to be. Made. That throw's
1: got be made in the second quarter. I agree, but, but I'm, with I'm, I'm a, a chance to, to win the game, you have to make that throw.
0: All right. So right now, that the whole stance from Zach Taylor is we're going to stay. In fact, I heard this from players after the game, so it must have been the mantra they all chanted together after the game mm. of staying connected. And I believe it. I mean, yeah. I, I see the conviction in their eyes and, and hear it in their voice when they say it. It's not rolling eyes, and it's not. Yep. There's no finger pointing going on, and. and You know, you wonder how that starts. It starts with a simple question of, do you guys believe in each other? I don't know if you saw Janoris Jenkins of the Giants. The week before, he called out, literally called out his defensive line and said, listen, man, I can't cover for eight or ten seconds. they got to get there. Right. Well, Janoris Jenkins this past week tried to cover Mike Evans by himself for a half. That didn't work so well. That was fun. Yeah, and it wasn't because they didn't rush the passer. Right. So that stuff does. It's real. Finger pointing starts to happen at some point. So it doesn't it feels like they, they still believe in the message, still believe in the coaching staff still believe in what they're doing I know Zach answered in that term on Monday that we still believe the way we are going about it is the right way and will produce results I'll ask you as a former player because as a media member we're all cynical right yep. we're, we're this we're, we're the wolves don't forget the wolves are coming right we're the wolves yeah, right they we're come. coming we're, we're coming do you buy what he's saying and is he still early enough in the process to continue to believe that if you're a player or is this grasping at straws and just hoping I, I can do this for another week and get them to keep believing? No, man, we got to finally get that win.
1: I, I genuinely feel, with how the players are talking about it, that they are all in on Zach Taylor, and I think they're they're going to go to battle for him. No one's going to roll over. But at the same time, each week that passes, it's like a it's like a button that that's like you could see it's like stressing someone wearing a shirt that's too small, and the button's getting tighter and tighter. Eventually, it's going to pop, and and that's where. Right now, that that pressure is starting to build. They're zero and three. They've been close and had a chance to win two of those three. Uh, but I just look. I look now and, and look. It, it's it's still early enough to buy into that. But zero four, one and five, one and six, something like that. It, it's very hard for a coach that's in his mid thirties to talk to guys in that locker room that are around the same age as him and get them to continue to buy in. And yeah. and I, I think for right now he hasn't. Look, this isn't. This isn't a Zach Taylor issue. Zach Taylor, look, we were given all these new day, new coach scheme, all this stuff. And we talked last week. You kind of pulled the curtain back and it's the same roster.
0: Yes. For- okay. So at what point does that realization set in for everybody, including Zach said after the game, and I'm going to take him at his word. Yep. I'm not going to, I don't, I wouldn't trade a single player in that locker room. For someone else.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, a coach kind of has to... I don't think you're going to hear a coach say, "Oh, I, if I could, I'd get rid of some of those guys. Bruce Kaza did it once. Well, 100% the players. Well, <laughs> there you go. 100%
0: the players. Um, just like that. Fit. Um, yeah, it, it, but I guess at what stage for, for the rest of us, do we look and go, listen, you guys, this is on well, the, the, the people who've scouted, who've drafted. Right. This is the same old stuff that honestly... Kind of predated Marvin to well, some we're, degree. we're
1: not seeing anything from Jermaine Pratt still. No. Uh, no. Dr- Drew Sample Drew barely gets on the, the field, field. And he was supposed to be the blocking guy. I watched the guy that was taken in the third round of the draft have a game-changing catch on the last drive in Dawson Knox. Right. So, I mean, I, I've seen, I'm have seen. i seeing guys make plays around the league. It, it, just like, we're getting nothing out of our second-round pick. Obviously, Jonah Williams is out. We're getting nothing out of our third-round pick. And you pull it back, and you have... You have a group that I mean, your first round pick from last year right, was playing a different position, right? And, and apparently you, played okay, so, but yeah, still playing you, a different position. And then you go back and you look at okay, as good as the defense has been, and I thought the defense played really well. They they kept I thought the, they were gutsy, yeah. They, 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 they still kept they, them in. They still were on
0: pace to give up five hundred, right? And they, you, they still
1: gave up four hundred plus. You still you, you pull it you pull it back. It's the same defense, and it was a wasn't the first, second, third, or fourth option for a defensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. you're you're still at a point where you you. I think he's done a good job. I do. I, I do really too. Do. But it's. I mean, it's. You, you you, have to have the horses to do it. Your your safeties can't be your leading tacklers after games.
0: Or, no, John it, Williams it, and Jesse Bates it, it, can't lead the team in tackles. Yeah, it has been those two guys the last two games. Those were the two leading tacklers last year. Yep. Game one, it was the defensive line. It's Sam Hubbard right. led in tackles, and uh, and Carlos Dunlap was second. Where are your other linebackers? Can you right. help me with that? Oh, I know. They're not good. Right. They're not good at all. And you, have, you keep failing to address this year after year. Look, in the last five years, I'm doing this off the top of my head, You've drafted in the third round the following, P.J. Dawson. Mm -hmm. Would you agree, third round guys are probably, should be starters at some point, right? absolutely. I I even maybe can go to fourth round. Fifth round and beyond, I think you're 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 a roster fuller and you're taking a shot, okay? So I'll give you those guys. But third round and above, I'm not sure you can miss all that often. You can miss every once in a while. It it happens. Um, Taco Charlton was a first round pick of the Cowboys. They got rid of him and obviously they they realized they whiffed, okay? All right, but third round, P.J. Dawson that year. Mm Mm-hmm. Third round, Malik Jefferson last year or two. Yeah, last year it's 18. Third round, Jermaine Pratt this year. And again, the jury's still out on Jermaine Pratt. But we don't. Yeah. We. But again, I would think you could get something out of him. You're getting a handful. You got a handful of snaps Sunday, and I didn't know. I I noticed Leroy McDonald, who they just got off the scrap heap two weeks ago. I noticed him more than I noticed Jermaine Pratt.
1: Yes, that should be an issue.
0: So. At what point do they do they address the linebacker position? Well, you, you have or to. Or in free agency. Right,
1: and, and that's the thing. They they had a chance in free agency, which Quan right. Alexander Quan was Alexander. out there.
0: Now, you're going to have to probably throw extra money at him to get him, but, but still, dude's
1: a player. Look what he did against us. No question. Graded out, I think, in 92, according to yeah. pro football folks. I mean, you, you get what you pay for, and, and you try to make these... You know, the, the signings that they made on the offensive line, you know, John Miller and John Jerry, you're going to get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that John Jerry was out of football last year.
0: All right, so let me, I'm going to, this is probably a bigger picture question for, for much, 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 much later, but I'll ask it now. Obviously, A.J. Green is a free agent, and I think you're seeing in this offense why different wide receivers can be productive. Tyler Boyd's becoming yeah. a very very, a, a very reliable yeah. guy.
1: We could get some consistent we, catching from Ross. Yeah, He'd have but, a really but John good has year. shown
0: that, that some of that playmaking ability that you drafted in for it's is there. there. I thought Auden Tate played really well. Yep. Um, you know, Damian Willis started to start the year. And this is a tough question to answer, and it, again it's probably from much later in the year, but I'm gonna ask it now. The money that you would spend on an AJ Green, would it not be wise to take that and start trying to fix some of those spots on the defense, specifically linebacker? Yeah,
1: I certainly I, I would try to fix the offensive line and the linebacking core. Yeah. And and that's that's not a knock on AJ. I not hope at AJ. All. Go somewhere and wins a Super Bowl. Absolutely, because he's been that good of but a professional. But it feels like he's
0: a luxury item now more than a necessity.
1: Correct, and and I think we'll see when when he comes back, whenever that is, that we get him. I think we'll have more of an understanding. But to me, it starts. You got to protect on the offensive line. You got to be able to tackle on defense. And and the teams that are playing really well. I mean, people talk as you can talk as much as you want about Tom Brady. The Patriots defense is really good. It's very. good. They're really good at the linebacker yep. position. So there There's questions to be answered my my questions after this year revolve around a j green and andy dalton yeah and and I know people have mixed feelings on Dalton, but Dalton to me, in three games, has made three bonehead plays, and I know the Seattle game it was wet out, but you 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 have a chance to go down. Yeah, I'm, and score. Gonna, I'm, I'm
0: going that more fluky. The, and you're talking about the yeah, ball that slipped out. Of the his ball hand. that
1: slipped out, and then you have the play before the half against San Francisco, where he make makes a throw. dumb throw. Absolutely. And then this week, when you throw behind Auden Tate on a chance where you can still win the game, and that really wasn't even a hard throw to make, right? And
0: it was windy. I'm not right. I, t- trust me, the wind was blowing hard, and they were throwing into the wind. Yep. But that is a throw you have to. Yeah. Make and and again, year nine, you have to. Yes. I'll, you I'll, have to at some point be able to lift up. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna praise Andy Dalton more than most, you yeah. have to point out that that's a throw he's got to make.
1: Yeah. And, and Andy Dalton and, and there's quarterbacks in this league that have to lift up and, and play around bad off I mean Russell Wilson's offensive line is terrible and, and it has been yeah and it, and it has been so uh there, there's gonna be you have to find ways to still win despite your deficiencies and I think that's the struggle right now for this team is figuring out how do we do it because you look as bad as the offensive line has been they've won on the road to two really loud environments and done okay and they didn't play terrible no they've done okay they Had a one false start and two sacks you're that right, were given up right. other than that I mean it's a good defensive line and it's a it's a it's a, it's a big I, environment.
0: I think it's a very good defense
1: actually yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. And I think what the disheartening thing was is that the game in between at home right was the game they looked the worst. Yes. So now uh, as we've done now for two different weeks, we do it again and we turn our attention to say okay can can this week be the week? Because if it's not I have a hard time believing going forward at at the at the uh the bye week that they have more than two wins yeah no
0: and i think that's the time you really need to do whatever self-evaluation yes. of where you're going i in mean the and, and let's Both be at honest the quarterback spot with what you're gonna do with aj green right with what you think you have on the roster and what you need on the roster i do i think that's a great yeah. point and, and that, that you have to make a really deep evaluation on bye week of just what we are where we are now i'm going to flip the i'm going to do the glass half full part of it yep pittsburgh is a winnable game now mm-hmm. um just because of the way they're struggling i'm sure they think hey for us this is a winnable game for us because cincinnati's coming to town Arizona is a winnable game. Um Jacksonville's I think a winnable game. Yep. Should um, be. Uh, the trip to Baltimore. I'm will not be, will I'm be not tough. looking
1: forward to Aaron Donald versus our offensive no, line. No, and th-
0: and that one will be, be difficult as well. So you you could get to 3 and 5 with a little bit softer portion of your schedule coming up but, in the second but half. But for
1: this team 3 and 5 with what the AFC North is right now is right in the thick of things.
0: That's right. That, and that's why I I think that bye week And and you and and
1: I know it'd be hard but you'd have the opportunity at Baltimore to yes. pick up a game. Yes. So it can go. It can go many ways right now. Uh, my my thought right now. My
0: belief though is that it just. I, I go back to. I just don't know if the talent level yeah. is good enough. The, the I would say the margin for error is so slim that you can't let a ref dictate yeah. on a bad call on a kickoff return. Right. right. You You can't let a, a a one bad throw from Andy cost you. And it feels like that's where they're at. That it's just yeah. it is a play here and there. And they're just not good enough to overcome that kind of stuff.
1: Right, and 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 there are teams out there that are. And look, you can make cases for the next couple of weeks for wins, and you could also make them for. I mean, Pittsburgh with now Mika Fitzpatrick is better defensively.
0: Yeah, but boy, they struggled offensively. Yeah, and
1: I, th- I think Mason Rudolph in the second half looked a little bit better. I mean, that's his first start, but they got, again, they
0: got five turnovers yep, from San
1: Francisco and still lost. do a
0: whole lot with but it.
1: You're yeah. still now in a position where both teams zero three. Yep. So you okay? Try to come out of there with a win. Arizona and Baltimore. They worry me because of what they possess on offense. And that is quarterbacks that can get into space and kind of make linebackers have to make plays. Ours do not.
0: No, they don't. I mean, so they, they just don't. It, it, and, I, and I don't think anything changes there. I just don't.
1: No. And, and, and again, going forward, Kyler Murray's only going to get better. I know, and I know he's not been great, but he's still shown the ability. Larry Fitzgerald looks like he's 22 years old.
0: Yeah, I just I, I that, I've, only, would, I've only watched bits and pieces of Kyle to this point. Yeah. I, it looked like he did a lot of checking
1: down on Sunday. Well, yeah, I think 30 completions and under 180 yards yeah, passing. I think 173 which, yeah, 170 yards. passing. Yeah, which somewhere. is which is
0: crazy. And he but, did he did lead them, I believe, in rushing with 50 some odd yeah, yards. but you're like you're going to see that. You're yeah. certainly
1: going to see it from Lamar. So this week, you have to think that Pittsburgh's going to try to run the ball. Arizona certainly Baltimore, Yep. certainly Jacksonville, Yep. Uh, you better figure something out on how to tackle and how to stop the run
0: because to this point and, they haven't. And, oh, then you're facing the Sean McVay offense, which yeah. looked a little bit like the Kyle Shanahan offense with all, mm-hmm. the, all the misdirections and movement right. and didn't do too good against right. that.
1: So say what you want, you know, Frank Gore gashed this team this week and Buffalo gashed this team on the ground. The next six games, teams are going to try to gash you. Or five game teams are going to try to run on you, so you got to get that figured out. And again, to get that figured out, if the safeties are leading and tackling, that means that plays are being made seven or eight yards down the exactly. field. So, exactly. If the linebacking play doesn't somehow get better, I don't see how you come out of these. And with positive, I mean Leonard Fournette played 100% of the snaps last week. In a in a hard, and I know the whole Jalen Ramsey now he's sick thing is is yeah. crazy, but Gardner Minshew didn't look terrible. No. Jacksonville is still a formidable defensive yes, line.
0: I mean the week before their, their loss right. was thirteen to twelve. Right. And if they make so, the two point
1: conversion, they're two and one. Yep. So you you have a, a tough stretch coming up. That that stretch gets daunting if you fall to Pittsburgh this week. No question. 0 and four is is you're looking at maybe two and six, one and seven at the at the bye. All right, let's Which look inside be, the
0: division first, then we'll look around the league. We've kind of talked about, about both Baltimore and did the Baltimore's loss say more to you about their quality than their two wins did?
1: Yeah, I mean, you go to Kansas City, you know that Kansas City's going to put up points, and it looked like for a time that the game was going to get away from them. I mean, for the first and the fourth quarter, Baltimore played really well. Yeah. But you've seen now, we've seen it two weeks in a row with, with quarter, Kansas
0: City. It almost feels like they feel you out for a quarter, then yeah. they, hit, they hit you right in the mouth the in The week before,
1: they, Mahomes throws four touchdowns in the second quarter. This week, they go on a run in the second and third quarter. And then Baltimore really, I think here's what I think happened. Kansas City basically said, we're not going to give you any deep passes. Yeah and I think Lamar Jackson still in that learning curve was trying to take some of those still instead of just saying, "Is okay, we can just keep running the ball and, and let's get four or five yards at a time. But you get in this mindset with Kansas City that the, you have to answer. I
0: think, I think the mindset is they're scoring every time yes, we do too. You start to feel pressure. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it took them getting their footing, but I think for so many questions with Baltimore because they won against two cupcakes in their first two weeks, I think they showed well at Kansas City. I think that may be different if it's in Baltimore. I don't know. Uh, but I think Baltimore walks away from that feeling pretty good about themselves going forward.
0: Cleveland with the Sunday night loss, and, and that's now two home oh. losses for the Browns. And let's face it, their offense didn't look great in the win over the Jets. And I think you no. will see how bad the Jets truly are. Um, there's a lot of hype, and with the hype comes the pressure and expectations. And we talked about how do you handle those. Last year was a lot of fun, right? I mean, yep. they kind of came out of nowhere, started winning some games, found their quarterback found some weapons, they're on the come, they added some parts in the offseason with OBJ and some other things. And yet it I don't want to say it feels like the same old Browns cuz the same old Browns is 2 and 14, 1 and 15, 3 and 13 laughing stock. This team is not a laughing stock. But you really watch them play and it doesn't feel like this is a playoff caliber team.
1: Yeah, I, I still think that they get to like 9 or 10 wins. Do you really? I do. I I and, and again, you talking about a tough couple weeks there at right? Baltimore? I know. At San Francisco, home against the Seahawks, and at New England.
0: I mean, that could be four. That could be an implosion waiting to half. Yes,
1: that that could very well be four losses. I think if they get through I mean, that, old Freddie didn't handle the last one too well. No, now I. After that, it gets a little bit easier for them because it's Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals. So they have a chance to but, pull but, off. But if you
0: have the implosion, by right? That point. But if the
1: implosion's already there, yeah. Look. As bad as the offense has been, I still think their defense is good. I think their defense can keep them in games. I think Miles Garrett... It kept them in that yeah. game. Yeah, so I I think that against a... Look, I you you give me a top-five quarterback, and the Rams might be one of the best teams in NFL history. I mean, that roster is it's, loaded. It's a good group. I mean, that what they've done there to put that defense and that offense together, and now Cooper Cup is back playing at a high level. It's not, They don't even need Gurley right now with the Rams. Well, it starts with both lines, and right. it really does. And, and that's where, you know... That that that's a really good team. So I know it's a loss, but I I look I, I I hate it because I root for the Bengals. That you have to see Cleveland twice at the end of the year. Yeah. Because that that's going to be when if they have they've have it figured out. You or know that, the flip side is right.
0: they've just all turned on each other. Right.
1: You knew they were going to have the growing pains early, but that's why I think for Baltimore right now it's just race to get as many wins as possible. Yep. Before. Any of these teams in the division find their footing. Up. Yes. And it may be two legs. And for put teams. it out of reach. Yeah, and maybe. that's a, you know, you get, what was it, the NFC North has one loss this year. Or yes. I mean, that, it, 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 it's crazy right now uh, that the AFC North is kind of in this position for so long. It's been a strong division. And right now it's kind of the Ravens
0: trying to run away with it after week three. The race to nine wins. Yes. And they're already two legs up. Yep. So. Correct. Um, I want to talk about some of the young quarterbacks. We're seeing more and more. I mean, you see Josh Allen in second year make some strides. Um, Baker Mayfield, I think, is Mm -hmm. is going to be a longtime starter in this league. He looks like he's taking a few steps backwards and maybe trying to do too much. Um, You see Pat Mahomes in in basically his second year as a starter. Goff in his second year. We're seeing a lot of these these young guys. And we're seeing teams kind of turn to these guys earlier. Uh, And the New York Giants just did that in turning to Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones, and I, I actually flying from Buffalo. I picked up a New York Post, which is a New York City paper, and re- was reading through it. And they had a lot of the Giants' coverage from that mm-hmm. day. And there were a bunch of separate columns on not just what Daniel Jones did to, to lead them to victory. Because let's face it, the kid makes a simple field goal or an extra point, or right. one of his one of his kicks. The Giants still lose that game despite the heroics of Daniel Jones. But it works itself out that a lot of it was it that he not only had the performance that he had, but that he lifted those around him. And Saquon Barkley goes out and he lifted them around and he lifted the defense. And I know some of that's hyperbole, but do, do you buy some of that? Because I, I, I think we always make over on guys, right? That now Daniel Jones is yeah. going to be great. Look, Daniel Jones had a great first performance. Remember the first performance of Sam Darnold in the Monday night game last year as a rookie starter in Detroit? Now, some of that, their defense was really good, but Sam Darnold was really good. It was, oh, this is a great pick. Well, now you just Sam Darnold just seems like a guy. And I know he's not playing now because of the mono, but it's not like he's wowed us since yeah. that point in time. Um, and I know for Dave Gettleman, who got a lot of crap on that night for drafting Daniel Jones, he's got to puff his chest out now and go see and look. I get it, man. Yep. Everybody's pointing the finger at you. And hey, man, maybe you were right. But do you do you buy that that the the the, the quarterback can literally lift every part of the football team around him? You were one. Do I think, you believe I, that?
1: I, yeah, I think at certain points they can. And you look at. What Daniel Jones was able to do yesterday, when you watch the Giants the first couple weeks, Eli Manning can't move anymore. No, right? Daniel and Jones can, and they want to put some runs in. For right, Daniel so Jones. Daniel Jones can extend plays, uh, two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing, and look the what I was impressed about watching that game were Daniel Jones reads. I mean, he didn't get flustered in the pocket. They were running cover zero. They were bringing everyone at him. And he held it a few times too long. Yeah, he I, watched, it, I, got, I got back he held head head it to too long. And he had the one yeah. fumble where yeah. he held it too long. But for young quarterbacks, it's hard to just let that ball fly right away because you have to see those windows right. before they're actually windows. And I think that's the hardest part at the NFL level is if the guy's open when you're throwing it. It's too late. It's too late. I mean, you have to throw it. And I think that's how you Unless see Unless you're Dawson Knox and you're that wide open. Yeah. Yeah, correct. But you see a couple double clutches and things yeah. like that. So, Or you see the Josh Allen, the things that make Josh Allen so great are what also causes headaches for Josh Allen. Yeah, the, the he's going like to yeah, Darius Phillips. He's going to try to fit the ball in and throw off his back foot and all this stuff. So I do. I, I think certainly what Patrick Mahomes has done is something you may never see again uh, with how he's lifted up that team. Uh but well, I no. think he's just a transcendent talent right. is what he it is. But I what I what, what I saw from Daniel Jones I think he's different than Darnold and Rosen and those guys. I think he can be a guy and I look at him and I look at Lamar Jackson and what he's done to that franchise and and how that team is now building around. They go get Mark Ingram, they get Hollywood Brown. They they build around a, a franchise quarterback. And that's what now the the groundwork is going to be. The Giants can try to do now exactly. build around Daniel Jones, right?
0: All right. So now let me bring this back full circle, circle to Andy Dalton, um, and I'm probably going to throw you a softball here and let you tee it up and and knock it as far as you can knock it. You will probably swing and miss, but yep. so is Andy Dalton capable of lifting this football team up? And maybe was that play on Sunday indicative of why he can't? Is that that throw has to be made? It has to be completed.
1: Yeah, I just, I just I, after nine years, I just don't think that Andy Dalton is that guy. I, I think. Andy Dalton is a great quarterback in this league. I have Andy Dalton like a Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Uh, Kurt Cousins is making a lot of money, but I don't think Kirk Cousins put that puts that team on his back and
0: goes in. No, I think they're trying to take all of that off yes, of him with Dalvin Cook, Cook. Yeah,
1: but see, the Bengals haven't done any of that. We're we're now asking Andy Dalton to go throw forty times a game because we offensive line can't get the running game going. And I know that Zach Taylor wants to run the ball more, but. What if why aren't we why haven't we done it yet? We drafted Drew Sample. And, and,
0: and maybe the second half changed that. Yeah. Maybe the fact they had some success gives yep. him the confidence to say, I'm going to go to the running game more. Right.
1: I I Andy Dalton's a good And then you
0: saw a lot of the play action stuff was, was really right. effective. I think I think with I
1: think with a good running game and play action, Andy Dalton can be that quarterback, but without it he's not. And I think there are quarterbacks that can say, Okay, I know my offensive line's weak, we'll still make plays. I like what Russell Wilson does or what Aaron Rodgers can do with a bad offensive line, and obviously those are two guys that are near the top of the game. Right. Uh, but at the same time, when you're looking for those guys, and you're going to have a quarterback that's owed a lot of money, and Andy Dalton should be. Andy Dalton should make what Kirk Cousins is. Andy Dalton should make twenty five, thirty million dollars a year. Now, if the Bengals can pay that and still keep this roster together, I don't know. But when you look at what's not even being keep this done roster together, it's you got to right. fix some parts of this well, roster. Well, you have to fix a lot of parts yeah. of this roster. So. I don't know if you can do that and re-sign Andy Dalton, but
0: look. But then you start the quarterback chase and that's right. always that's always right. it, iffy. I mean, you know,
1: and we've seen a lot of misses for teams yes. over the last couple of years too. And then you're you know, you're having Ryan Fitzpatrick fill in for you yeah. and all this other stuff. So you better hit a home run when you do it, uh if you're not gonna try to do it via trade or something like that, which really doesn't happen with quarterbacks yeah. anymore in the NFL. But no, I just I I watch the plays and, and there are plays that should be made that, that don't get made at this point and we we talk about, you know, missing on deep balls or under throwing deep balls in the past and I I the running game will will go a long way with Andy Dalton's success the rest of this I, year. I agree with you. I just don't think you can load forty five throws on him and expect him to go out and win. And at the same time, you know, I, I wanna see more of why we drafted Drew Sample. I wanna see more of why we Invested into Giovanni Bernard more, not to get five touches a game. I, it it so, boggles my mind right.
0: You you reinvested in him and you're not yep. going to give him touches. So I, I think and something I know, look, like that needs you, to change yeah, going forward. Yeah, and I know you were
1: limited in the first half. But uh, it wasn't like they were chasing three or four scores, no, no, is my no, thing. No, no, I understand. And they kind of got away from that early. And I think that's why, I mean, you need Giovanni Bernard. You need Drew Sample to be the best blocking tight end in the draft. But and I we heard. haven't seen that to this
0: I point mean, yet. He was not,
1: not many, not many people had him in the second no. round and you took
0: him. Yes. It took him for a reason.
1: So if you go up to get a guy that had a lower draft grade, and now he's barely playing, what for does a that say? Need,
0: that doesn't say much, right? That doesn't, it doesn't say, say, much. say good stuff. Um, all right. Lastly, um, a, a couple of teams that that, that intrigue me. I, San Francisco, maybe I slept on them. I, I I I maybe slept on them. They're pretty good. And you look at that that NFC or the the NFC West. I still think Seattle's pretty good too. I mean the whole NFC. You've got you've got that crazy race as you mentioned in the North. Yeah, where nobody loses basically. Um, yeah, I think the Lions are the one that had the one loss, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, or the Bears. The Bears, Bears. Bears have the loss. That's right. The Bears have the Lions loss. have a tie. They have the tie with Arizona. That's right. Um, you have some crazy races, but Frisco Frisco looks they look much better than what I believe they were going I to be. I
1: think San Francisco is better, and I but I I'm still I I still don't think Seattle's very good this year. I, and You're probably I right. I think Seattle feasted on Roethlisberger going out. And they played a team yesterday that they should have beat. And they beat withdrew Without yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah. So I I still think that uh, – I don't, I don't think Seattle's a very good team, but I do think San Francisco's better than what we think. And I, as much as I hate to say it, I don't think Buffalo goes on any big run this year.
0: I do think Buffalo's a playoff team, though. I, I don't. Th- I think they're a wild card. I mean,
1: I, think the, I, I, I don't think
0: they, – they have New England this week. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I think
1: they – I, I want to see how that game goes. I if it's too. close,
0: maybe I buy in, but – but but, but but let's look at the wildcard teams. The Chargers just lost at home to Houston. True. And I still think they're pretty good. Kansas City, obviously, is the class of that division. Yep. Nobody's coming out of the North. I don't think any, I don't think, a, a, maybe one out, maybe a South team, Houston, Indy, Jacksonville, one of those somehow gets it. I think Buffalo's got a great. Cleveland team. might come out of the North. As a wild card. We are the North. We are the North.
1: I, I think Buffalo competes for a wild card. I think they compete. I just don't think they get it at the end. I think I think I think Cleveland will edge him out.
0: Okay, we have to. We, we Mark have to this down. Yeah, I've I've got it. Mark time, this down. I've got it time stamped. Yep. You, is men calling you on the side? No, no, I haven't heard from James. Jeez, old Pete, so you got buddies <laughs> in Cleveland? <laughs> nope. Uh, what, what is with, what is? I'm with? getting nothing.
1: I just think that I think they'll get it figured out. I think they're too talented, and I think their defense will keep them in a lot of stuff while they go through those growing pains. Yeah, well,
0: I just hope they call more fourth and nine draws. <laughs> Me
1: too. Love it. Brilliance. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. kitchens. Genius. Super genius. He was given the job because Baker likes him, and he looks like a Cleveland guy. He does. He, he looks like a he looks he, like a guy that'd be in the dog pound. He exactly would. So let's make him the coach. Let's make him the coach. Oh, Freddie. Yeah. Why'd you make that call? Bad call. Yeah. It was a bad call. And, and to be honest, they haven't even going back to last year when Freddie Kitchen took over. They they took a little bit of a step back. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be
0: interesting if if Freddie can get it figured out. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk some college football. You see, after a bye week, back in action. Ohio State off of a complete oh. ass whooping. Had to be nervous early in that game, oh, though. We'll look around the uh, the country as well. And Tony's close personal friend, Jim Harbaugh, is he on the hot spot? That and more as we continue the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tony Pike from the James Rapine Memorial Studio and your friends at ESP Media.
1: Are you looking to produce your own podcast? ESP Media has state-of-the-art audio and video production studios available for you. Our studio rental rates are the most competitive in town. Contact us today at sales at ESPmediaSN.com or 513-655-4966. That's 513-655-4966. It's your podcast. We just produce it.
0: Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike. We've talked high school football around the area. Uh, Just talked some NFL and Bengals and time to talk a little college football. Locally this week, you see back in action at Marshall. Um, We'll get to that in just a second. Ohio State at Nebraska. Kentucky plays at South Carolina coming off a loss at Mississippi State. And that Miami team that Ohio State boat raced, they start Mid-American Conference play at home against Buffalo. Let's start with the Bearcats. Um, we talked last week that maybe this team, and especially their quarterback, Des Ritter, needs a week off. Um, what, what do you think they got accomplished maybe in that week off, and, and how big was it? Usually buys don't come this early, and usually yeah. you don't want to buy this early. I, I think for UC, this came at a great
1: time. Yeah, for they were beat up. Uh, they had a lot of injuries. I think you get guys healthy and get guys back. And I think it was, a, it was an interesting start to the year based off the schedule. Mm-hmm. You come out on a non-Saturday, and you play UCLA, who... Look, UCLA's been terrible. That the second half of that Washington State game was one of the most amazing things I've <laughs> they, ever watched.
0: They, you, we sure they didn't sign some Rams players yeah. just for that second half. And, and to be, they scored fifty. And to be fair, because
1: coaches get criticized and bashed so much, everyone gives Mike Leach a pass because he's so funny. His press conferences are so good. Well, he's such a, a good. He gave up fifty in the second 50. half and lost to UCLA. Mike wow. Leach deserves some of the blame.
0: Yeah, do some clock management yeah. at some point.
1: Oh, he's he's, he's funny. He is funny. He's I do great. Like, He's a great interview. I do like him. Yeah, me too. But you can't give up fifty in the second no, half. No, of course you can't, you can't have a quarterback throw nine touchdowns and lose.
0: That's correct. It's unbelievable. it's, but, a, it's almost impossible. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you you go back. So you have UCLA, and then you have a this big game against Ohio State that so much goes into, and you get dominated, and then you come back for a rivalry game. And I think you after that you kind of need a a week to say mm-hmm. okay, what what just happened? Because you've been going nonstop since camp, and a little bit different schedule. Uh, for me, this bye week was more important above above anything else for Des Ritter, yes, Des Ritter through three weeks has not looked like the Des Ritter from last year he's beat up he's beat up uh he's he's been tentative on some throws. We need Des Ritter as a Cincinnati fan to let it let it fly to to play aggressive to play with that chip on his shoulder that he played with all of last year when you watched that made Des Ritter stand out, and you haven't seen that to this point of the year, so I want that to come out of the bye week. And you never know if there's something going on with a player outside of football that right. that affects things. Right. So, we don't know any of that. I just want Desiree, the football player, to get back to who he is. And I think if he does that, this team now, with the news of Derek King out of Houston. Which is just crazy. And not only Derek King, their top receiver is, is, is red-shirting as well. So, that all of a sudden becomes more of a winnable game at Houston. Uh, you still have Memphis. Temple took a little bit of a step back after that impressive win against Maryland.
0: Pitt may be better than I thought. I didn't think they were very good, yeah. but was that more Pitt or was that more UCF? I mean, where do we go with that? Because Pitt the week before played toe to toe. Yeah, with, I think with I Penn think Pitt's State. better than what people yeah. think.
1: So UCF still going to be a tough game, but this week,
0: didn't you in one of your bets with Mo? Didn't you suggest taking Pitt in the under wins total this year?
1: I might have. Yeah, I think you did. You know what I was happy about though? I was happy for Pittsburgh to to be for for those fans to be there and watch a twenty one point lead evaporate. I was happy that Pittsburgh <laughs> fans got to see them win that game. <laughs> Has to be a good feeling for them.
0: Uh, they didn't have you throwing the the, the late oh, touchdown. Oh no, that's them. yeah, <laughs> it yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't know if they had blown another twenty-one point lead yeah. any time in the last ten years. In The last, yeah, make sure at the home. qualifier is. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, this week's going to tell a lot. Uh, Mer- or Marshall can run the rock. Uh, they they do it in, in, in Boise to fourteen points. Yes, at and Boise, it, and it, it's it's going to be a battle of attrition. Both teams want to run the ball. Uh, let, let's see whose will is stronger. Marshall's a good team. Marshall's a really good team at home. Yeah. And you're coming into to their stadium. Uh, they had uh, beat a rival, Ohio. They played Boise really well. This, this, to me, is kind of the swing game for the season for the Bearcats. Uh, UCF's going to be tough, regardless. Uh, but you're two and one right now. You don't want to go to two and two and possibly two and three. Yeah, no. You, and go, that, that go, really takes a, a large to, chunk out of you.
0: Go to three and one in the non-conference. Yeah. That's what you were, you were. Yep. That's what you were going to do in a hey. best case scenario. You weren't beating. And I think state. if you,
1: yeah, if you. Planned out the year for the first three, you were two and one yeah, in every scenario. Right. right. Uh, so now get to three and one, and if you come out of UCF with a loss, you're three and two, and you're still positive going forward. Yeah,
0: you're still going to be an eight, yeah. eight, maybe eight, nine, nine team, yep. and still playing in a, in a nice bowl game. I agree. So I think last year got everybody over their skis, right? Yeah. And suddenly, hey, we're going to be the next UCF and go undefeated the next year. Right. I just don't. Maybe that comes at some point. I think you have to embrace last year for what it was, just a kind of a magical year. And I do that with Kentucky, and I'll, I'll swing to them here yeah. real quickly. Uh, disappointing loss at Mississippi State. They were about a touchdown underdog, uh, but kind of disappointing because the, the Florida game might have taken a little out of their sails. But listen, last year was a magical year, right? You had a chance to win the SEC East. I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. You had a one-game showdown with Georgia. You lost it. I, I don't know if that ever comes again, but if you're going to tell me this is going to continue to be an eight-win program and go to a bowl, I, I think i got to take that, Right. right. I mean, Absolutely,
1: and, and that's what that's where you. And I think at. they have.
0: A, I think they have a legitimate chance. They still have yes. Arkansas, Tennessee, Vandy, yep. a non-conference win. that's a layup for them. I mean, they still got a right. Louisville. They I just still think, got a bunch of wins. I just on the think they
1: they were reeling a little bit this week. I do too. And I think the early struggles. Yes. Kind of just put it away right away. Yeah, and they got they, ba-
0: they got back within twenty one thirteen, but it right. was an uphill climb. But to they get were there. they
1: were moving the ball early in that game. What was it an interception, yeah, an interception for a interception, touchdown? Yes. After that, it was kind of like oh I, yeah okay now we we're right back so. Uh, they, they do, they have plenty of chance in front of them, just like UC does. So still early in the year, there's still a lot to happen, but, uh, for both teams, it's, it's kind of coming off that high from the previous year and facing, okay, maybe this is, you know, a flash and pan and we need to get back and be good with eight or nine wins and and go forward Uh, with that.
0: Look, as a, as a alum and a fan of the football program, like I I would, if you sign me up for that every year, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it and be happy with it. I, I just have to do it. Um, Ohio state's at Nebraska. Nebraska got Wait, a lot. You got a lot of hype. Ohio Indiana- State's leaving Ohio. <laughs> they are for, for for a change, huh? They make them leave for four games. Believe it or not, they have to play four Big Ten teams on the road. And hey, didn't they play? I thought they played Indiana. At Indiana, didn't they? Oh, that's 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 root of the Big Ten to to make them. Oh, they have to travel two straight road games in the Big. Wow. Ten. Wow. All right, what do we make of Ohio State? I'm starting to make that. Listen, I know it's the competition, mm. but they're kicking ass. They're really good. They are. Uh, they're a legitimate champ. Not
1: only a legitimate Final Four, they're a legitimate championship I think they are contender. Too. Uh, if you just take body of work and what they've done, I know the competition's been down, but Justin they, Fields man, has played. Justin great. Fields, I, I love they Coach can Day. Run it. They run it with Dobbins. And they have guys that I mean, Chase Young on the defensive line is going to be the top defensive player taken probably in next year's draft. So they can get after you defensively. So I think they check all the boxes, and I think their schedule unfolds in a way. Yeah, I think they dominate Nebraska. I think they. Crush Michigan. And I think
0: Wisconsin's gonna be that tough game that lingers. That, that is gonna be a tough I think Wisconsin's legit yeah. too. Because they they can run the ball Defensively, They've been great they're defensively. Tough. They've been superb defensively. Yep. Well they've given up fourteen points all year. Yeah, and it was the Michigan after they were up whatever, thirty five nothing.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I do. I'm I'm with you. I think Ohio State is the real deal that and, and I've watched a lot of football. Look, Clemson they've won, but they've not wowed I think they're in bored. a way. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I think they're they bored. might just be. It might just be. I mean, the ACC is down as it. Wake Forest is probably the second best team in the ACC this year. They might be. I mean, that's, I mean, that's I don't, where they, it, they might be. Yeah, that's where it was. So, and that's not good. No, no, I think, and Clemson sleepwalks to the net to the Final Four.
0: And then will you be able to flip the switch right. when you need to flip the? What switch? What I'm
1: interested in is, is how those teams unfold because Georgia is really good. Alabama is really good. LSU
0: is really good. LSU is really good. Uh, Auburn's
1: got two really Auburn. nice wins. And I, I, I want so badly to see Oklahoma make it just because I want to see Jalen Hurts versus Alabama.
0: Yeah, and I think we keep discounting them just because yeah. we see them in the scenario of getting to that stage and not being able to play on that stage. But yep. uh, yeah, I think it's interesting think this
1: year because with so many teams at the top, there's not going to be the well we lost but we can make up for it. Yeah, I I'm almost in the
0: scenario with so many of these teams and and yeah, I guess a handful could beat each other almost in a yep. round robin, especially that Auburn, LSU, Alabama contingent. Right. Uh, being in the SEC West. But I'm not sure you sur- I'm not sure you survive a loss. I don't think so. Not I don't think this year. I mean, I think the
1: for so many years I mean, the Ohio State Wisconsin game could be a showdown game. Right. I mean, you look at the SEC Championship this game game this year. If you have Ohio State and Oklahoma knocking on the door and you lose that game right. against someone going to the national title, you might not recover from that right. this year. Right. No, so I, it's it's going to be very interesting going forward because there seems to be like six, seven powerhouses right now and a and, couple and, and, more that and can I think still... Wisconsin,
0: I think Wisconsin and Auburn right. knocking on the door. Correct. I don't, I don't think Auburn's good enough to beat LSU and Alabama. I think they can get one of them, though. Yeah, and if you get one who says you don't get the other, right. other one, for goodness sakes. All right, a couple other topics I do want to talk about is Jim Harbaugh. Mm. And he look, people can't discount the fact of how bad Michigan was for about, what, a decade plus before Jim Harbaugh took over. Yep, And he righted the ship, and they've won a bunch of games. They just haven't taken the next step that you're paying him a big sum of money to take. So where does that leave? If, if you're looking at this from the outside looking at as you are, where does that leave Jim Harbaugh? Where does that leave Michigan with Jim it's Harbaugh? It's time to go. Is it really? I mean, you like, really believe that? Here's what I
1: believe. I believe if his last name's not Harbaugh, he's already gone.
0: You really believe that?
1: I do. I wow. The, when, when you're not beating big-time opponents out of school like Michigan,
0: you have to go. I mean, you're you're expected to compete. I. At what point do we say this? That and this happened with Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. Nebraska, you're not getting those players you used to get. and The game right. has changed, so hence your program is no longer in the elite group. It just. Time is time is kind of passed yeah. you by. At what point do we look at Michigan in that regard? I
1: don't know. Here's here's my thing. They got Michigan. They have Jordan as a sponsor, and they're still playing in front of hundred and ten thousand. It's been it's been the inability of Harbaugh to recruit
0: a quarterback it has blown my mind. How you can't get and or develop players right. Because most of his recruiting classes have been highly rated.
1: Right, and that that's where I think you have to move
0: on. They've gotten the so top what happens recruits if the in. Nec- what happens if the next guy can't get those recruits? And now you move on again. Wow. Move on. I mean, when they hired Rich Rodriguez, that always seemed like a slam dunk, right? Yeah. I mean, look what he did I just, at West Virginia. I, look honestly, what he did at Tulane.
1: I honestly can't fathom in right now that if it was anyone other than Jim Harbaugh, he'd still be the coach at Michigan.
0: All right, let's say the rest of the year he loses to Michigan State. And Ohio State. No, let's just say he beats Ohio State. I'm going to go to that scenario of it. Well, if he beats Ohio State, he'll keep his job. Okay, so then let's go to the flip side of it. So he, so in your opinion, he has to... He, he... You have to beat Ohio State this year. Okay. I think it, it's
1: a must-win for him going forward. Okay.
0: That's, maybe that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Maybe Coaching okay.
1: for his job Might. against the Buckeyes. Right,
0: so I, okay, that's your opinion, and, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that's what will happen?
1: Uh, No. Okay. I believe they came because it's Jim Harbaugh. And because they owe him a boatload of money. They owe him a ton of money, and he's got all these khaki commercials now. Yes, he does.
0: Let's go back to... Um, something you talked about when we were talking about UC in the American Athletic Conference is what's taking place at Houston, where yeah, the, the new redshirt rule, let's just let people who don't know it, they, they brought this rule in last year where you can play four games in a decision, and it's really based on getting some freshmen their, their feet wet in games and right. then determining, do we need the guy, is he effective, and hey, we're going to just use these four games to get him some snaps, get him used to it, and then you can redshirt the guy. And I like the rule for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's what the rule is designed for. But it's an open-ended loophole that says you got four games to decide. Kelly Bryant decided last year, okay, you took my job away. I'll take my – and he wasn't really taking a redshirt year. He was taking a transfer year. I'll take this as my transfer year to sit out. And hence, that's why he's the starting quarterback today at Missouri. Right. Um, So, De'Aaron King has decided, and the wide receiver's name escapes me, but he's one of the top guys. He might even be a record holder there. Yeah. Have decided after four games, and what are they, one and three, I believe, that – we're gonna red shirt, and the initial story was Derek King was going to transfer. That that's mm-hmm. what it was, and he still could. Right. Story comes out last night. He says, "No, I'm going to stay here at Houston." I would have a really big problem if that's the case. I'd have a lesser problem. I think it's it's chicken blank that he's going to say I'm yes. bailing on this. Yep. But I think it's even worse if he says I'm bailing on this year's team. I'll be back next year. Right. Which one, is, which one is worse?
1: Coming back next year to the same team. Yeah.
0: Because there's a group of
1: seniors look, on that I, team.
0: If he doesn't get along with Dana Holgerson and vice versa, if they're not on the same page, right. and he feels New not New coach coming
1: in, then you go to a different school. Yes, and I'm fine with that. But to just say we're one and three, I'm going to sit I'm the done. rest of this year out, that to me is taking the easy way out. That's copping out. That's, I mean, that's to the group of seniors on that team. That's saying, ah, screw you guys, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to I'm, I'm come back again next year and try it again. When those guys don't have the chance to do that. So, look...
0: I'm not sure how you can look them in the face if they stay.
1: Correct, I'm am a hundred percent with you. I, I I just think it's and a, that's why I don't believe you've opened up a you've opened up a loophole. Yeah,
0: that's why I don't believe when no. he said last night that he's. I think hundred percent he's gone. Yeah, I do too. And I, again, I'll give you that it's a new coach. You don't mesh. Yep. Um. Yeah, you're bailing on one you and can't. three.
1: You cannot come back. No.
0: I. I. I but again, this now, loophole. Let me ask you that. this loophole do now do, creates. Yeah. Do you like? Do they have to change this and say this rule yes. is now only going to be for freshmen yes. only?
1: Because you can't keep doing that. Right. You go, well, we started off one and three. I'm out. Yeah. But like, what? No. You you stick you stick with it. You're you're making you know to me, college football is about the guys in the locker room and the guys that you've played with for two or three or four years that, you know, you finally get a chance to go out there and play your senior season.
0: It is a business, but it's far less of a business than what the what the NFL right. is once you get there. Right. I mean, it really is. I mean, I know yep. that sounds simplistic, but there's there's a lot there's a massive difference in that regard. Yep. So yeah, I, it, it, it struck me as yeah, he's he's transferring and that that's okay. But I do think they have to close the loophole on it and yes. simply say this is this this was designed for freshmen Which to I love. get their feet wet, get I them love some it. snaps. I love it make for freshmen. Yes, I think it's a perfect rule for yep. freshmen. Um, but not for a senior to bail on his on his dudes. Yes. Hey, you got any plays for me this weekend, Tony Pike? I don't yet. Okay. Well, that, that, I, that, that helps with the podcast. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah,
1: I don't, yet, yeah, But, you know, I always tweet stuff out anyway yeah, for, for okay. picks and stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and tell people, I'll tell you this. T-Pike. Ohio T. State. T-Pike. Are you T-Pike 11, 12, Tony, 15?
1: Tony underscore Pike 15. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Ohio State covers against Nebraska. I didn't see what the number was. 17 and a half. On the road. Yep. Wow. I think it's a big number. I think it's a statement game. Oh. I think It's a game to say, hey, quit. Quit sleeping on us in the top I, four. I guess
0: I would say this. If I got Nebraska and Indiana on a neutral field, I'm not so sure that's not a toss-up in my mind. And they went to IU and boat raced them. Yes. And could have boat raced them worse. Even worse. Yeah. They can score however many points they want. Man, 17 and a half is a big number, bro. Mm. Mm. I'm taking it. Tease it down to 11. I'm taking it. Do that. And if you want to tease it down to 11. I'll, I'll... take Pittsburgh, too. Who they got? The Steelers. Oh, the Steelers! I didn't see. I didn't see what the, the opening line was. Four, I not think.
1: only because I won Pittsburgh to win, I'm hoping I light a fire and create bulletin board material in that locker room. You're a wolf. I could see Zach the Taylor right coming. now. The wolves Posting are this. Pike. Pike's quote. Remember this
0: schlub that played yeah. for the Carolina
1: Panthers? He took the Steelers. Prove him
0: wrong. Who's a better college quarterback? You think you or Zach Taylor? Mm. Uh, uh. He was. A, he was. A, he was a Big Twelve player of the. I believe he was Big yeah. Twelve offensive player of the yeah. year. But I don't think he had a Heisman push behind him.
1: No, he was an option guy. Well, he threw it. He threw it more. He
0: threw it. I think he threw for three thousand yards one year. Mm.
1: I don't know. Well, you'd have to you'd have to leave that up to a vote. Well, I'm not one to you I'll, know to, to brag on myself.
0: How many Heisman votes did you get the year they pushed you for Heisman? Enough. You got some, right? Yeah, I know. I, yep. I don't know if he got. Did he? I don't know. I'll have to look and see if he got Heisman votes. There you go. That, that can, may be the deciding factor.
1: Hey, that can be your afternoon. There you I go. know you're I know you got a lot of. stuff I got a lot of my on my plate, but I. I see may if know you could take a few minutes just
0: to pique my curiosity. Yeah. All right, Tony, enjoyed it. As always, appreciate the time. Thanks for being with us. It's the Angry Quarterbacks. Each week we talk high school football, college football, and the NFL. For Tony Pike and executive producer Rob Ebel, I'm Richard Skinner. We were broadcast live from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. We hope to have him on again soon, especially when things aren't going well for Baker Mayfield and John Ross. That's always a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for being with us, your friends at ESP Media.